This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that is more House of the Rising Sun than this old house. I'm Andrew Page and with me is Scott Phillips. Good Andrew, good day fools. Today we are talking about house prices. Scott, don't we love it? (laughs) We We can't not talk about house prices. We've got some more data on that, so why the hell not? Exactly. What else? We're going to talk a bit about uh, Myers too. Uh, Rag trader Solly Lou has taken a bit of a bite there, so we'll talk a bit about the retail space, a bit about department stores, what's going on. Maybe even a little about Amazon. We can't not talk about Amazon, and we'll talk about that. And a bit more from the mailbag, a follow-up from a listener's question. You notice how I didn't say viewer this time. I like that. That's good. You're I'm learning. On. I'm this learning. This whole podcasting, mate, eventually, give it a year or two, you'll well, be... You'll be you'll I'll be get there. On. Another couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so house prices. So yes. CoreLogic, uh, it's, uh, a mob that sort of tracks these things, yes. came out... Uh, Who business to be in tracking house prices these is, days? What? <laughs> Jeez. We were in the wrong grade. Man, if I could have my time again, I think I'd be a real estate agent. <laughs> I uh, don't four Ferraris. You by would now. be eight crap real estate. I just really would be. Like, really. <laughs> but uh, but I'd be a richer richer man. Well, I'd say that much. Also probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what did they say? Well, house prices have been going up surprisingly. So it's nineteen percent in yeah. Sydney in the last year. I'm going to say that again. That's nine one nine percent. Sixteen percent in Melbourne. Overall, broad, more broadly, it wasn't nearly that much. So it's it's really the our two biggest capital cities that are that are mm. driving everything there. Perth still struggling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, here's the thing. I th- I think that's a really good point because Sydney is up. I mean, ninety percent in a year. That's a million dollar house now worth one point two million. The numbers are staggering. We talk about percentages. Easy to almost go. Oh, nine ten percent. Yeah, that's a lot, but yeah, it's not well, that much. Yeah. That's, a, that's an extra couple hundred grand on a million-dollar well, house. Well, it's, it's more than that. I was going to say worse than that. It's all, it's all about your personal bias, right? It's more than that because that's 19% after how God knows right, how many right, years right. of phenomenal gains. I yeah, put that yeah. is in context too. So you look at something like uh, the share market, so mm-hmm. long, long-term average type returns there, dividends, everything included, tends to be around 10% and tends to be the best performing asset class. Right. So this is double what the long-term average is for the best performing asset class. And it's about six times the average for housing. Housing normally grows yeah. about the rate of inflation. So call that 3% generously. Yeah. When you're getting 19% growth in Sydney, 16 in Melbourne, absolutely astonishing. Okay, so we can't talk about this without using the B word. You know where I stand. Are we a bubble? Bridges are bubble. <laughs> um, well, so before we get to that, okay. before we, let, let's... I'll I'm make gonna, sure we do get to it, <laughs> Oh, mate, I'm not letting you, you will, go. You will make sure you We will come I, back. We'll I circle back on that it. one. I guarantee it. Mate, the, the thing about it, so the, the key point here for me is that it's not, we talk about the, the headline price. And of course, mm. 90% is a big number. Yeah. 90% in Sydney, huge. 16% in Melbourne, huge. Mm. But as you say, there are also declines elsewhere. In fact, there have been larger declines in Perth. So the, the, the Perth property market that was on a tear not that long ago, yeah. still mm. really struggling as people pretty much say, well, I don't mind living in Perth, but I'm not going to pay a fortune. I can't afford to pay a fortune for the houses anymore. What prices go down? <laughs> no, they never go down. We need a little. We need, can we get a sound effect learning for cynicism when Andrew's kind of throwing out one of those sarcastic comments? We're going to need something just to kind of. Mate, just, after you know. after this many years of being wrong, I'm entitled to be jaded, <laughs> cynical, and as skeptical as I can oh, be. Oh, you'd, you'd almost argue the reverse, quite frankly. Yeah, may, probably may, maybe it's time. In fact, listeners, here's here's a little hint, right? When Andrew Page finally capitulates. And buys a house or sell thinks, or says sell. the house the prices are close. Yeah, you should absolutely run. Don't walk down to your local real estate agent. Take whatever money you can get for your house because that is the mother almighty crashes. When Andrew finally says, "You know what, Scott? Maybe there's something to buy to a house." <laughs> you want to absolutely get out as fast as you can. The ultimate reverse indicator. Indeed, indeed. Oh, uh, so, ask me about a bubble. Well, is it? 
Well, okay, let's get back. This is the trouble I have with, well. Strap yourself in. He's pushing off the Winfield 25 uh, sign at, uh, at the SCG <laughs> off a very, very long run. Here comes Paige. No, no, no. What I'm going to say. <laughs> the new red cherry in his right hand. I think before we even start doing Walker this. Walker then, wasn't it? Really? We, have, was it <laughs> we have to, what, what is it? How do you define a bubble? So uh, what if, if, if someone, you're, you're teaching uh, Unite mm. Economics. Yep. They've invited you to come in. God knows why, but they have, and they and, and they say, Mr. Phillips. Oh, okay, me, yeah. I'd make perfect sense, uh-huh. Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips um, like what that. is what is a bubble? You should call me that more often. I should. Uh, you know, it's, it reminds me of a, of, a, of a very famous quote made by an American judge at one point. When asked to define pornography, he said, "I can't really define it, but I know it when I see it." <laughs> right. And okay. that's a that's a pretty good line, right? <laughs> that's so, excellent. What, yeah. look, so here, well, here's the thing about a bubble, right? Bubbles can, by definition, only be viewed in hindsight or yeah. known because. Yeah. To be a bubble, it must by definition pop. Right. That's the point of a bubble, right? Yeah, you yeah. can have overvaluation. Yeah. That's very different. If house prices are, are stupidly high, and they are, but they stay high, and then eventually inflation kind of catches up, mm. and house prices go nowhere for a few years, yeah. but kind of it, it slowly kind of deflates. Yeah. Um, maybe, can bubbles deflate? Maybe. But realistically, yeah. if it's going to be a bubble, to, to be a bubble, at least in hindsight, there has to be a popping. There has to be something that says, bang, there right. we go. That was clearly a mistake. Think about Iron ore price, 140 bucks a ton. Think about the dot-com crash. Those things were genuine bubbles that went bang all of a sudden. Yeah. That's the, that's the Medical ma- marijuana was our latest uh, tip on a it bubble, will be by a the bubble, way. I'm pretty, pretty confident you. of that one. So look, the property, I I don't think any sensible person thinks Australian property prices are reasonable. They are obviously very, know, very expensive. I don't know. You know, if, if everyone thought that, then they wouldn't be rising at 19% in Sydney. All right, fair enough. You and I don't <laughs> right? think it's that. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a Any right-thinking person, maybe that's the <laughs> that's way to lead right. into that one. Because clearly we're the right obviously, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. If you disagree with us, you've got the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, until you say buy a house, in which case I'm going to sell. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, so here's the thing. Okay. Objectively, they are bloody expensive. Mm-hmm. So and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying too expensive, I'm saying bloody expensive. Yeah. Right? And those are different things. So you can say houses are expensive, but I'll buy anyway. Sure. Or houses are expensive, but I think they're going to keep, keep going. Yeah, up. yeah, sure. But if you look at the, the rental yields, if you look at prices relative to wages, relative to, to anything else over time, mm. relative to international comparisons, housing in Australia is very, very expensive. Yeah. That, that much is objectively true. Yeah. That being said, the question about whether it's a bubble comes down to how does this end? Yeah. Does it end with a bang or a whimper? Yeah. And I think that's the key question. I don't know the answer. I don't I, I'm not prepared Honestly, to say it's a bubble. Yeah. I'm not prepared to say it's not, by the yeah. way. I, I think it's very, very expensive. I think it's unfortunate that people are choosing to pay this much of their wage on housing when you think about what it's going to cost them over the next 30 years. Yeah. The 200 grand that the house costs you more in Sydney, you're going to pay about 600 grand extra mm. over the life of your mortgage. Mm. So yes, it costs you 200 grand more to buy today. Mm. It costs you 600 grand by the time you've paid it off and paid the interest for 30 years. We're talking, you know, these are large, large, large swathes of people's income for the rest of their lives, effectively the rest of their working lives. Yeah. Um, I, that, that kind of sucks. Yep. Is it a bubble? I, I, no one knows. I, think I, I don't thing... think this. So here, just quickly, I don't see the conditions for the bubble popping. Is my is my concern. If I'm if I'm if I'm going to say, well, why is it not a bubble? The answer to me would be there's no obvious sign that's going to create a massive fall in prices mm-hmm. because of whatever event has to come to pass. In the US, it was the resetting of very cheap honeymoon rates mm-hmm. to normal rates. And also, no one could afford to pay their houses off. That yeah. was the that was the catalyst for the fall. Structurally different. I don't here. see the yeah. same catalyst here. Yep. Um, if I'm looking for one, it might be a very significant fall in Chinese trade. Chinese economy crashes. Mm. Australian businesses, particularly miners, suffer, mm. and there's a really big dislocation. But I think you need a dislocation like that for it to be a bubble rather than just incredible. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe a, a, a material increase in interest rates, a material rise in unemployment. 
those factors will, will play a part. The other thing I guess we should do too, just in the interest of balance, um, is that, you know, you it's stand it, on my right foot, stand on my left foot. Is that what I'm yeah, no. <laughs> If you want, um, what, what it, I, I think it's, it, it's very easy for this to become a very emotional debate mm-hmm. and, and it's a horses for courses, um, issue here as well. And it's also, it's really, it's really difficult to generalize, um, mm. here as well, because there are yep. people who are taking 5% deposits, leveraging themselves up to the eyeball, um, interest only loans, uh, off the plan type properties, very different to someone who's buying a house to live in, who's saved up a 30% deposit, right. has a very good level of income. So, so again, it's, it, it would like someone saying to us, the share market's crazy because I bought some speculative biotech company. It went down 50%. We'd say, well, that doesn't mean the share market's crazy. It means that you're crazy for buying a highly speculative. <laughs> so I think that, marijuana stock. that, that p- a point needs to be made. So it's not that, you know, the property is, is dumb. I, I think it's any, it's a wonderful asset, but it's an asset like any asset that needs to be considered in the context of price. Speaking of context, you like that segue? Oh, nice. How's okay. that for a week segue? Okay. Speaking of context, speaking of, speaking of random words <laughs> that mean kind that, of things. That's that, any segue ever. Just say speaking of like X. <laughs> That's, that's pretty weak. Anyway, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Amazon. 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 So it turns out. Wait a sec. We can't move on. We just, give me one, one, one more quick thing here. Oh, so what, what's the so what of that Sorry, entire listeners. rant on, on property? Lamp, you edit this out later, dude. Um, <laughs> the so what on property is property is expensive. If you're an investor, don't buy it. If you're buying a home, you're going to live in for the next 30 years and you think the repayments are affordable then go ahead and do what you need to do because it's going to be more about your life than it's about a financial investment. I'll back that, mate. Very, very nice. Motley Fool Money. For more, go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Speaking, Speaking of, of investments. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Amazon. We're amusing ourselves, dude. Right, well, I, you know, uh, that's half our audience, yeah, mate. Well, so, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Mothers are the other half. The other yeah, half, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Mum. So speaking of, so we said, well, actually, let, let's, let's, let's go Speaking back again. Speaking of Maya. Uh, we, we were. Well, that's how we introduced it. So we better oh, okay. we better stay consistent. All right. Okay. So Solomon Liu, for those that I was don't know, start with Amazon though, and get to my see what. Yeah. Seg- well, I've ruined it All for right, you, okay. so we're going to have to go this way. Speaking now. of Meyer, Amazon, Solomon Liu, and housing and stuff. Yeah. Um, Solomon Liu is is an incredibly <laughs> successful retailer, billionaire rag trader, yeah, as he's often portrayed in the media. Yeah, look, and you know, retail is a tough gig, and he has just done incredibly and well. Fashion with retail Premier. is like the hardest of the hard. He's right? done so well. You know, he's the guy. If anyone's got kids, he's the guy behind Smiggle, <laughs> so you can blame him for spending twenty dollars on a pencil case. If um, you have an eleven-year-old daughter, you have more Smiggle in your house yep. than I've had hot dinners. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so he's he's come out recently, and he's taken a. Nearly 11% stake yeah. in Myers. Now, Myers, obviously, as everyone knows, from the Grace Brothers, uh, th- these, are the, these are the guys that have listed not that long ago at four bucks and 10 cents. For, for those people yelling at you in Melbourne right now, Myers has always been Myer in Melbourne. It was formerly Grace Brothers in Sydney. So I knew, let's, I knew that. Let's, just, let's just not alienate our Melbourne and, and uh, other listeners just, just yet. They might have, might have even bought a South Australian department store. Let's just say the company now is Myers, formerly known as whatever you used to know it as. Thanks for pointing Meyer out my Melbourne. ignorance. Uh, well, there's I, no sport in that, mate. That's just easy. That's just easy picking. I'm, I'm just trying to keep the listeners in Melbourne who are throwing things at their, at their iPods or. Uh, <laughs> Or phones right now saying, doesn't he know what's always been Maya? It's, it's always, always been Maya Melbourne. So what's always been Maya, but in, in some parts of Australia, some <laughs> called Grace Brothers, uh, it's been in trouble for a while. And it's been in trouble. How much be- trouble? Well, uh, look, the, the share price is down 75% since it listed. Right. And that's not just volatility. That's because profits haven't been doing that well. So that's a $10,000 investment is now worth two and a half grand. Yeah, it's it's, it's not great. And um, yeah, I, I would say, before we sort of get to Amazon, there's, there's broader factors at play. Yeah, I'd probably say it's it's the Westfields 
yeah, uh, of this I world that have really done the damage here. So Westfield has become the new department store. You yeah. know, you've got especially retailers under that, under those properties, and it's just these things are becoming a little less relevant. I would say, yeah. um, and it's it, they're they're really 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 struggling. So it, so what's interesting about this is you have this incredibly savvy retailer slash businessman mm -hmm. who's saying, actually, I want to buy eleven percent of this company. So talk me through that. Now we should say Solly Lou has a bit of a history with, with Meyer. Oh, that's right. Solly Lou yes, was the chairman of Coles Meyer back in the day when Coles Meyer was the group listed on the ASX that's before right. Meyer was listed. Coles was bought by West Farmers. A whole lot of stuff went on. Yep. So he's got a long history here. He's also got a long history as a rag trader. As I said, it's one of those phrases we only ever use about Solly Lou, I think. Yeah. Um, billionaire rag trader, Solomon Lou, who, who has done a spectacular job as you said, Andrew. Yeah. So he also, by the way, took a nice little stake in David Jones. That's right. And managed to shall we say, convince um, the, the, the now current owners of David Jones to pay him out quite nicely uh, as just, part of... Just a brilliant move. As, as part of the deal. Yeah, so um, he, he's now in Meyer. And, and the, the question... Look, Meyer, Meyer is a, I'll say, terrible business, at least mm. from an investment perspective. Mm. As you said, Andrew, you know, when we were kids, when I was a kid, right? Let me, let me say me. Mum and Dad would dress up in our no, nice... No, wait, wait, wait. Back in 1943. Oh, nice, okay. nice, yeah. nice. We'd dress us up in our, in our Sunday best and you'd go into Get on town. the horse, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we didn't have horses. We had to walk the whole way uphill both ways. Feet. Exactly. Yeah. Through the snow. Through the snow. Um, we had to, you know, we'd, we'd get dressed in our weekend best. Yep. You'd go to town mm -hmm. at town with a capital T <clears> and you go to the department store. You go to DJs or you go to Myra, you go to Grace Brothers if you're in Sydney and uh, Myra if you're in Melbourne, as I've mentioned, because mm -hmm. there was never Grace Brothers in Myra in yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we'd go to town and, we, and we'd, we'd, we'd do all of our shopping. You go there for your white goods, for your brown goods, for yeah. your clothes. Like it was, it was, it was the Westfield of its day, as you yeah. say. And now Westfield itself is now, you go to Westfield for all of those things. Yeah. So why do you go to Meyer? And the answer is you go to Meyer kind of only if you can't find something somewhere else. Yeah. Or they have exclusive rights to a particular brand. It's that mm. ladder that they're trying to, but DJs and Meyer are trying to reinvent mm. themselves, mm. having exclusive rights to certain brands. If you want a, if you want brand X, mm -hmm. I don't know any of them, by the way, which mm. is part of Meyer's problem. Mm. If you want brand X, you've got to go to Meyer to get it. Yeah. So they kind of become this exclusive distribution arm of a whole lot of fashion labels. Okay. And that goes with it its own problems. But as you say, not enough people are thinking, you know, I might go to Meyer. Mm. They're saying, I'll go to Westfield mm. and I'll go to the individual, I'll go to the, the, the fashion store, I'll go to the white goods store, I'll go to the music shop, I'll yep. go to the whatever. Mm. You don't need to step into a, into a DJ's or a Meyer. We're mm. seeing their book range, you know, get, get lower. Their, their electrical goods are not selling anymore. Um, CDs aren't being sold there anymore. They're simply being outbid, outmarketed, outsold yep. by their competitors. And then there's the online threat as well. We should throw that in. Yep. So Solomon Liu, who's supposed to be this genius, has just taken a 10% stake in mind. So what's his play then? Well, here's the thing. He, we don't, a, we don't know. No. There's two things. Either Solly reckons he can get back in charge or be involved in Meyer and fix something. Mm -hmm. Or it's a strategic stake, as he says. I don't mm -hmm. I don't believe Solly Lou takes 10% stakes in, in mm -hmm. Meyer just for a financial. But maybe he thinks the share price is going to rebound. Maybe he's going to make some quick profit. Sure. It's possible. Yep. Alternatively, just maybe he wants a stake in a deal that might get done between DJs and Meyer to merge those two businesses. Ah, I see. Now, no one knows. And this is, we're all, we're, this is pure speculation, which we try mm -hmm. and avoid, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't speculate about the share price or anything else. It's good fun, though. Frankly, I'd say I wouldn't buy Meyer with your money, let alone my money. Yeah. But when Solly Lou's buying 10% stake, he, he's made a lot of, he's, he's done a lot of things right and not many things wrong in, over time. So mm -hmm. I would bet, I would bet that Solly Lou will come out ahead on this deal. I'm just not sure how just yet. Isn't there also a point to be made in terms of the price? So despite its troubles, despite right. the, the uncertainty and the difficulties and all of that kind of stuff, you know, okay, maybe 78, 80 cents isn't cheap enough for you. 
Maybe yep. 60 isn't. Yep. You know, you get to a point where you think, I mean, you, you'd back up the truck at one cent a share or at some point, right? So is, um, is there... Unless is, it's in terminal decline. Well, even if it is in terminal decline, if it takes 10 years to die... Mm, it's hard to pay a low enough... Well, there is a price to your point. You know, it's hard to pay a low enough price for a declining business. Though, sure, and that's sure. Once in terminal decline, you're basically in runoff. You've got to get all your money back plus get a return. Not, you know, if you buy shares for 10 bucks, sell them for 11, mm. you're, you're getting your profit, but you're also getting your original money back. Right. If mine's worth nothing at the end of 10 years... You've got to get all your money back plus all of your profits in cash flow between now and then. That's incredibly hard to do. So I, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think Solly's buying a cheap asset that's in that's eroding. He either believes he can fix it or it can be fixed, or that he's going to be able to sell it to somebody else. I don't believe he's in it just for the cash flows of a, of a dying business. Speaking of a dying business, <laughs> Am- hey, hey, that's much better. Segue, is that right? Amazon. We're learning. Yeah. Uh, which is the exact opposite Move of a dying down. business. How, do we, how are we tying this one together? We, we talked about, so look at your podcast feed. We talked, we, we, uh, we waxed did. lyrical about uh, Amazon last week. We did. So go check that out. Quick, quick side um, mention here as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Jeff Bezos, CEO, mm. who I only just found Found-founder? out today, yes. played a role in one of the Star Trek movies, <laughs> uh, which I uh, had no idea. He's got up a long way in your estimation. A non-speaking uh, alien ride that is really cool as a as a bit of a trekkie, um, which would be a huge surprise to anyone who's listening. <laughs> uh, uh, so, where's Amazon? How does Amazon relate to this? You've just alienated every one of our Star Wars fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Star Wars too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, they're back. They're back. Yeah. Um, look, the Amazon story we talked about it last week. Amazon mm. is allegedly coming to Australia. Australia, mm-hmm. allegedly, if you believe the reports by the end of next year. Now, that's kind of, you know, 20 months away now. Mm. And when Amazon turn up, Jeff Bezos famously said, one of his one of his most famous quotes and probably my favorite Bezos quote, your margin is my opportunity. Great, I think I might have used that even last week. But, yeah. you know, Bezos is going to come for the Myers and the JBs and the Harvey yeah. Normans and the Everybody else's, you know, Amazon is about, I want to say, is it 8% of US retail? I thought it was and about half more, of, maybe, but yeah, it's up yeah, there. Yeah, about half of online sales. So yeah, that's when Amazon, when Amazon turns up in a market, mm. um, if they're already here, yeah. they do ebooks, they do yeah. um, audible audio books. Yep. Um, you can get stuff sent to you from the US. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, when they turn up and start selling Australian clothes to Australians at Australian prices with mm. Australian shipping, where you've got to wait a day or two rather than a week or two, yep. um, that changes the whole story. Sure and does. Amazon is so dominant in the US now. You start at Amazon. Yeah. You don't Google something. You don't look around and check price. You assume Amazon's going to be cheapest and you go there. Yeah. If you're Harvey Norman, if you're the good guys, if you're JB Hi-Fi, if you're mm. Maya, DJs, mm. and frankly, even some of the fashion, uh, yeah. you know, even Premier should be a little bit mindful. You know, Smiggle, yeah. Peter Alexander, if you can get kind of, you know, reasonably inexpensive, easy to get, great service. Amazon mm. service is spectacularly good. Their prices are spectacularly good. <laughs> Um, Scott's a shareholder for I'm those a sh- who uh, yeah, have, and, haven't figured that and, out. And yeah. frankly, a very, very loyal customer. Yeah. Um, this is this is going to continue to be a big story, and my, of all of Maya's issues, uh, this Amazon is just yet another problem for them. If Amazon retail is such a thin margin business, right? Yeah. If, if someone comes and takes two or three percent of your business away, that huge, really hurts profits. Massive, yes. Now, if Amazon is eight percent of US retail, let's say they come here and they're two percent, then yeah. three, then four, yeah. in three years, yeah. Uh, if they get to that sort of level, that really, really hurts mm. some of the big guys if they can't adopt pretty quickly. That's going to be the biggest challenge. So I tie a knot in this. So what Please. we're saying is we, we, we watch with great interest what Solly Lou's doing with Maya. Uh, but frankly, um, it, it's a very risky uh, play. We, we wouldn't be interested in, in the department stores. I would never bet against Solomon Lou, but I'm certainly not prepared to follow him down the Maya rat hole just yet. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. All right, so on to the last segment, uh, a bit of a mailbag here. So we uh, another mailbag. We 
We addressed this last week and I completely bollocked up the uh, the Twitter handle. I'm sorry. Uh, it was Matt from Brunswick. We later found out. Hi, Matt. And now, uh, that, here's a test. What was his Twitter handle again? Uh, I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, at This Is Dizzy Stuff. There you go. Yes. Oh, you're welcome, Matt. Yes, I can read. Um, uh, so so uh, we, we talked a bit about uh, investing, as we do. And then we'll follow up question. How do I find a decent broker? Yeah. So we, there are we, a lot we, of them out there. He asked whether we should start with, I think it was 100 bucks or 20 camels. Or, you know, how much, how much right. a decent amount yes. to, to make for your first trade? Um, and he said, now to find a decent broker. So what he actually said was, had to listen to Friday's podcast. Thanks for the info. Now to find a decent broker. Keep it up, lads. Now that was very nice. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. We also had Joe Curtis, who was at Joe Curtis 91. I might do the Twitter handles from here, Andrew. That's a good, good At idea. Joe Curtis 91. And he said, would Comsec fall within the values you guys advised? Mm. So let's talk a little bit about finding a broker. Okay. We won't do it in a whole lot of detail because frankly, no one wants to spend a whole lot of time listening to a podcast yes. about it. Yep. But so here, here's the thing. Finding a broker. Step one. Step one, I think, decide what kind of service you want. You know, are you want Good what service. they call execution only, or do you want full advice? There's there's two broad categories. Execution only sounds a bit uh, macabre. It does, we, doesn't what are we it? About here? So what you're talking about here is really a difference between the kind of service you get. A full service broker, you ring up and say, mate, I'm kind of interested in buying this. What do you think? You say, well, our research shows X, Y, and Z. Well, he calls you and said, I haven't got enough commissions. So can you just Oh, you really need to rebalance me? your portfolio and <laughs> rah, 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 and gold's going off. And yeah, they'll-, they'll whatever, you, whatever you do, don't just sit there, trade don't something. Don't just sit there, trade. Um, that's slightly harsh. Uh, a little harsh, but fair. Okay. And, 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 and that, look, a lot of people value that. I mean, having just a sounding board alone, even if you end up making your own decisions, I, I, I think uh, people will see a lot of value in that. Mm. Of course, uh, there is a price to that. So generally <laughs> speaking, you know, full service brokers will charge you a lot more. Right. <laughs> the execution only brokers like the E-Trades, the Comsex of this world, it's an online platform. It's like doing internet banking, scarily easy. In fact, you, yep. uh, you, you log in, you say what company, how many shares at what price, you press a button, Boom, you're a shareholder. So step one, find a discount broker. Yeah, you've got to... I, look, I, I think... I, we're biased, but I, I think that the execution-only online brokers are the way to go. It's super, super, super cheap. I was say too, when you say we're biased, we're actually biased in favor of not wasting money, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And end of being right, which right. we always are. Correct. Uh, Unless you disagree with me, in which case... Who, I, I, with, yeah, I, it's different. Yeah. Who yeah. do you use? <laughs> Comsec. Yeah, I use Comsec yeah. too. Yeah. Well, but look, I, you were, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, 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 I, I should point out that that wasn't the result of any huge due diligence process. I used to work there a million, million years ago. It was the first one I set up, and I've been too lazy to change. Nepotism. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's it's that what it is. But at the same time, it's um, I think it's worth doing a bit of research when you when you first do it because it's like a bank account. It's not that it's impossible or even difficult to change, mm. but you won't change mm. once you've signed up your online broker. That's who you're going to be with for the next twenty years. So yeah. so have a look around. Um, I, I think all the big name online brokers brokers are about six of one, half a dozen of the other. They're not different. They're not too different. Um, yep. We like Comsec. I've, I haven't actually used anyone else, but I'm, I'm sure they're, they're pretty similar. But I, I would I would start with those guys. Yeah, look, my, my view, we, we've, I've kind of, I, I use Comsec as well. Mm. Um, neither of us are Commonwealth Bank shareholders, we should say. So there's no conflict there. And certainly the Motley Fool gets no money from Mate, With from my CEO. view on property, there's no way I'm buying a bank share. <laughs> so the, 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 the reason that I like Comsec is that the trades are cheap. Mm-hmm. They're not the cheapest, but they're cheap. Yeah. And the serve the, the, the brokerage that the, the service you get online is pretty good. The customer yeah. service is good, yeah. especially since you left. Um, <laughs> it's gone up a big, big jump, hasn't it? It was easy. Yeah. Uh, like, easy act to follow. Um, <laughs> ser- service is good. The website is really fully featured. Plenty of tutorials. Yeah. Really simple, easy to use interface. You can get cheaper brokerage. You can save four or five bucks a trade somewhere else. Yep. Um, look, you know what? It's, five bucks is nothing. When you're going to be trading, hopefully, five hundred bucks, thousand, two thousand dollars at a time. Mm. Um, 
the five bucks rather in your pocket than someone else's, but I would pay the extra couple of bucks, go to something like a Comsec, get really good. I mean, half of Australians use Comsec, half Australians are online brokers mm. use Comsec. Mm. Um, really good service, we really good customer service. This, we really way. should. Um, it just, it's just the easiest thing to do, right? Don't, don't, don't shop around too hard. Don't try and save the extra last dollar and get crappy service or a bad website that's down all the time. Um, Comsec does a, just frankly does a pretty good job. I, I would also, I would also make just on the, on the brokerage level too, mm. if you're a, a uh, uh, what's the word for a gambler? A uh, day trader. That's it. If you're a day trader, um, you know, five bucks makes a huge difference because, you know, you're doing 20 trades a day and man, yeah, that totally. really adds up. If you're more of a, um, what's the word for it? Smart, wise, uh, a long-term investor, um, uh, you're, you're probably only making really a handful of trades each year right, as well. Right. So it's not going to make a huge amount of difference. And frankly, if you've got money to waste on day trading, just give it straight to us. And just, save I'll take it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. I'll give it a charity yeah, at least. Totally. That wraps it up. It does. Uh, we, we better go. Um, remember, quick. you can subscribe to the Triple M Motley Fool Money podcast through iTunes or your favorite Android podcast app. Or you can go to www.foolfool.com.au forward slash Triple M and sign up for our free newsletter to hear a little bit more foolish good stuff from us during the week. Mate, uh, hit us with that Twitter handle. We've mentioned Twitter a few times today. If someone wants to ask a question or make a comment. The most complex Twitter handle in the world is at the Motley Fool AU. Make sure you put the AU on the end because otherwise our US business will get the numbers. At The Motley Fool AU. Fantastic. So that's it for this week. Until next time, full on. Full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.